Hello and welcome to the Middles Open. Abel Creo here along with Anthony Espelin. What's up, guys? And we have him back in studio, Peter Creo. Where How's have you been? Where uh, have you been? I've been all over the South, man. I was, yeah? Went to Atlanta, Mississippi, Atlanta. Alabama, Louisiana. It was, it was a big family trip. So. Yeah? Glad to be back. Love El Paso. Which mm-hmm. was your favorite city to visit? New Orleans was cool. New Orleans? Um, But, I mean, everywhere we went. I found something to do. Atlanta yeah. was cool. Uh, we were in Kennesaw. I don't even know what that is. It, it's a small town right outside of Atlanta. Okay. But uh, they have like all the Civil War battlefields and all that. And you know, I like history. So yeah, I, was, yeah. I was like, thousands of people died on this battlefield. And I'm all like kind of taking it in because it's cool. It's yeah, nice yeah. out there. I mean, it, it wasn't cool that it was a battlefield, but it's history, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I look up and then. The kids are all playing tag on the field. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, times have changed, An I guess. old jeopardized his freaking Hey, man, those guys died so that your kids could play yeah. tag on there. Yeah. That's cool. Right. On yeah. his right. stone. But, I mean, it, it, it's so green. I think I was talking to Joy right now and how green it is in yeah. the south. Like, you come, as you're coming to El Paso, everything just gets brown. Yeah, brown yeah. And brown and then Less it's just trees. like straight up. Desert. less grass more less wind trees. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. less rain but, yeah but it was cool man I, I had a good time with the family i tell you what if you're ever like on a road you'll remember road trips all your life yeah like a big family road trip is the way to do it Absolutely. i mean it, it in the moments you're like losing your mind but then you're like this is cool though yeah <laughs> any stories like quickly like you know we had a road trip Back in the day when we were going to go play uh, in a basketball tournament, uh, Mighty Mike, he bit into a hot Cheeto, broke his tooth, and then yeah. two seconds later, he bites into another one, loses another tooth. He lost like three teeth. Yeah, on the way to <laughs> with a five, basketball tournament. With five oh, okay. Cheetos, you know? <laughs> so is there any stories like that with your kids? Um, no, the kids were actually really good, and we had a 15-month on the road. Okay. So every Coco Melon song... Uh, out there i know now all right by heart, right? but yeah. like we didn't lose a kid <laughs> yeah. we came back safe you know like yeah yeah, yeah. mom always tells the story where they left me yeah and actually oh, our yeah. guest okay here okay let's let, let's get into that <laughs> so our guest today is joy frias how's it going guys thank you so much for having me on the show no, i appreciate no, no. it thank you dude thank you so much for coming in this is something that i've actually wanted to do for quite a while now i think we're in the pandemic, when I first reached out to you, trying to get you on the show, just because yeah. at that time, I believe you were still playing professionally, correct? Yes, exactly right. That's exactly right. You, you reached out to me back in the day, and of, of course, you know, times got busy. Of course, COVID hit, but you're exactly right. That's still at the time when I was reaching my professional level at that point, yeah. you know, so I was right at the peak, actually, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then we tried that, and then I was like, nah, okay, Joey is a no-go. We need to get the legend in here. We need to get coach manny coach manny, coach like manny. Every, and like if you don't know who coach manny is you don't know football <laughs> especially here in yeah. el paso especially like, el paso yeah right? like yeah. um and you just say coach manny like you don't say manny frias or anything just coach manny and everyone knows who he is <laughs> and, and like from youth football to high school football like he's literally like he's the guy 
he's the dude. He's been doing it for a long time. You know, I think it's been about 10 years now since he's uh, been retired. Um, the city of El Paso actually inducted him into the Hall of Fame for coaching, you know, which was kind of pretty cool and awesome to sit there and uh, see him achieve that award, you know, yeah. to sit there and, and, you know, take that in. And, and I'm sure, you know, as you guys know, and, you know, and had, since he's had such a big impact, you know, not only for you, but I mean, across the board, you know, from all types of, you know, levels of football, basketball, baseball, you know, I mean, he's done it all, even rugby. You know, I've seen guys that are probably 65, you know, probably like in their 50s, even come up to him and like you said, Hey, Coach Manny, you know, so, yeah. you know, just seeing the impact that he's had on the community goes to show, you know, how far along that, that man has come, you know, yeah. so. Does, what does it mean to you to have a dad like that, like, where everyone knows him? Like, it, I don't know. I mean, I was pressure. I, yeah, no, well, like, <laughs> I, I always, I always think about my dad and I'm always like very grateful for the impact that he's made with a lot of the co uh with all, a lot of the children that he's coached over the over the years, you know? Definitely. But like your dad is on a totally different level in terms of like of course. You, you just you just said it right now, all the different sports, not just football, but basketball, baseball, rugby, like yeah. how does that make you feel? You know, um big shoes to feel, I guess, you know, just like yeah. anything else, you know, just like you said, the pressure is kind of like you sit there and you think about it and you want to put yourself kind of in his shoes, but then you sit back and you're like, you know what, whoa, that's, that's what he did. That's his story. You know, yeah. like, let me sit there and, and sit back and I guess kind of be like a sponge and sit there and soak up all the knowledge that you got from this man and sit there and give back now to the community and the kids and sit there. And especially since now I'm a coach, yeah. I could sit there and teach the morals and things that he taught me in life and give back to the kids and sit there and say, Hey, you know what, this is, the good things that, you know, can sit there and get you a, a, a far, a far away in life is pretty much what I want to say, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Um, so you just said it right now. You are now the head coach there at Chaparral, right? Yes, sir. Correct. Chaparral, and New Mexico. Yes, sir. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll get into your coaching career right now. Uh, I just kind of wanted to talk about how you got your start in football. We already know your dad's a legend and everything, but when was it like your first memory of football? Um, I think probably back in the day when I used to sit there and go watch my older brother play football, you know, just um, being carried around as the little little kid on the sideline that was the ball boy that was sitting there holding the chains and, you know, just kind of excited to also see, you know, hey, can I do these bear crawls that Mr. Manny Frias always makes us do, you know, so, um, yeah, I would kind of say that's what kind of caught my interest to seeing my older brother kind of sit there and play football and then, you know what, I was like, you know what, I think I could sit there and do this as well too. So as that youth, you know, I think I really sat there and, and, you know, fell in love with the game right there and then. But then as I went from youth football with uh, Coach Manny, I sat there and, of course, you know, we all played middle school football with each other. And then going into high school, of course, you know, Franklin was something that was just, you know, if you're playing for Franklin High School at the time, since it was a brand new school, and we were kind of sitting there becoming the new school in the powerhouse of the West Side. Yeah. That was also another big, you know, like, oh, wow, you know, we got some big shoes to fill over there as well, too, to sit there and carry tradition on it at Franklin. So I would probably sit there and say Franklin is where I really, really sat there and was like, wow, football, quarterback, hey, this is <laughs> this is it. You know, this is my dream and when the goals and things I wanted to do. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I want you guys to chime in at any point like uh i kind of have a direction where i want to take it but hey peter you feel free to throw yeah, in yeah. some questions no I, I guess the only question i really have for you like what do you take away from all the great coaches you've had in your life to help you on this new 
um, you know, this new uh, journey for you. You're, you're trying to build a program from the ground up, basically. Yeah. And you've had some great coaches, your dad being one of them, but then you've had Coach Grijalva, who who exactly. has been on our show too. We've had him a couple yeah. of times yeah. on yeah. this yeah. show. And, so, great, and great he always speaks there. very highly of you. So it's like, what do you take, but then what do you want to – what do you use from your own experience, you know, being a professional football player, being all over, all over the world to play? Like, how do you kind of you make your own program? What, what, what's going through your head? You know, um, I, what I would sit there and I pretty much want to take from the coaches, you know, from exactly like you said, from all the great coaches that I've learned is teach these kids the discipline and the morals of, you know, not only just being a good coach, but sitting there and, and being a good person in life. And I think that's the kind of direction I want – like try your hardest, do your best, you know, and show these people that, you know, the new program that Coach Frias is sitting in there is, is trying to make and, and uh, build is something new and, and it's going to be special, you know, and I think that's something that the coaches always gave me was a, a special feeling to be a part of a program that, you know, has a chance to be successful. And not only that, I have a great coaching staff around me as well, too. And I think that's what's going to help me sit there, put this puzzle together. And it's kind of like chess, you know. you got to sit there and put your pieces in the best place. And, and from the knowledge that I took from these coaches about football, you know, so much that they have taught me, I think that's just one of the special things that also just gives me an edge on, you know, being one of the new coaches that can sit there and, and bring something special to this program. So I think that's what it is. So, yeah. What, one of the wild things I – I, I saw, I mean, you've been coaching with him for a while now, is one of your assistant coaches is actually a former Sun Devil who played under your father as well. Yes, sir. So, like, again, like, I'm going to ask this question. It's yeah. kind of a little repetitive, but how does that make you feel knowing that, hey, one of, the, one of my coaches on your staff is, you know, one of your dad's former players. You, you know, it's it's a great special feeling because, you know, I'm not the only one carrying around this tradition of bringing this discipline and knowing what the, the feeling is of winning and having that, you know, coming from another coach and giving a different aspect as well. And, hey, bringing it to the kids and showing them, hey, you know, no matter what we do, if we all do it together as a team, we could sit there and do something special. And I think having Renee Estrada on, the, on this coaching staff, you know, he brings that to us, you know, yeah. he brings that discipline. He brings the, the uh, morality. He gets us together and he shows uh, those kids that, hey, you know, if you guys listen to Coach Frias, you guys could sit there and, and you guys have a chance at winning, you know, so. Yeah. I, I think it's funny that uh, you, you bring that up, but then his brother is at Canotillo with football and other sports. Other sports, yeah. Uh, and Renee's brother, Roman. Yeah. And then – uh, Joey and I, what was it, about two years ago? Yeah. We coached against each other. He was at coaching middle at Gatson school. Middle yeah. School, and I was coaching yeah. at Alderete, and yeah. um, they beat us by a field goal. A we field missed a field goal, goal yeah. last yeah. second. It, it was, was like a 35-yard field goal, and he missed it to the left. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're all cheering because we thought it went in. But, I mean, after the game, we went up to each other. We we hugged each other because, I mean, you're you're coaching against someone you grew up with. Yeah, um, respect. Playing, yeah. playing a, with – and now you're coaching against each against other. Them, yeah. And it's just like that's the impact that this organization had for many of us, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. But, like, I mean, deviating into something else. No, no, that. no. I think teachers and coaches, you know, had a pretty big impact. Cause, I mean, look at us now. We're, we love sports. We love to teach. We love to coach, you know? So I definitely believe that these people, you know, were put into our life for a purpose and reason, you know? Yeah, so absolutely. I definitely believe that, you know, that that was the reason why is it kind of sparked the light in our life a little bit to sit there and – 
like I said, give back to these kids, you know, especially yeah. one of the ones that are neat because especially out there in Chaparral, you know, these kids, you know, not only am I playing coach, but I'm playing teacher, father, you know, and role model as well too, and mentor, you know. Yeah. So these kids really look up to me right now, and I'm sitting there and taking it day by day, and we're, we're baby crawling to success, I think, right now. So it's special, you know. I'm really enjoying it. So, so uh, w one of the questions that I had for you was, you, you kind of touched on it, but that school that you're at, they, they've struggled in football. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's – that's but you're bringing this whole new uh, mentality, I want to say. Yeah. Um, what, what could we expect this season? Um, you know, one of the things I think that's going to be different is these kids are just going to be a little more disciplined and just um, knowing football and having a little sense of, you know, someone that actually has a, a, the knowledge behind football and can explain it to them and teach it to them and show them the discipline that they need to sit there and be successful. You know, like I said, coming from programs like Franklin, going on to a junior college where I sat there and we were undefeated, also being almost one game away from national champions, you know, so my, my story has been nothing but success and winning, you know, so that's one thing I'm gonna sit there and, and really preach on to these kids, you know, is if you guys buy in and you guys listen to what I'm gonna teach you guys, you guys are gonna have some success behind here, you know, so, yeah. yeah. I want to I want to talk a little bit about your your playing career because you bring up Franklin and like you said at the time Franklin w was the powerhouse yeah. you know they had if they if they weren't winning district championships they were competing for them you oh, yeah. know and like we've had like I said we've had Coach Grijalva in here and we've actually had a really good time with him he's he's a great guy he's a great coach and uh, I don't know like it, it just it it's always been awesome just to have him in studio and just talk like football like yeah. that guy like you, Yo, you know. he's got stories for days you <laughs> yeah. Know what I'm saying? yeah that, yeah. that yep. man not, not only my dad and uh, himself but i mean coach grijalva sat there and he, from the get-go of franklin he sat there and coached i mean some great great athletes yeah. you know so i mean that man could have stories for days for you yeah okay. so when when you were at franklin you took over a program and you know you did your thing after after Franklin, what was the what was the transition like to go and play college football and talk about your journey, you know, moving from high school into college and some of the expectations that uh, were expected from you? Yeah. Then again, you know, uh, like you said, playing at Franklin, I sat there and I uh, following my older brother, uh, he went out to junior college in Los Angeles, California, and I sat there and I was like, you know what? Um, I get a chance to play with my older brother again if I want to, you know. So I took a scholarship out to this junior college in California, um, decided, you know what, I'm going to go play some football there. Um, the team was just kind of a, a setback, I would say, you know. wasn't really what I was looking for once I got there, you know. So I kind of gray-shirted my first year, and then I transitioned over to a junior college called College of the Canyons. Now, that's where I really had a huge impact on football. That's where I really got to learn football as far as – the knowledge, the depth of the game, you know, knowing that, hey, there's more than just being physical and just sitting there and being an athlete. You know, the coaches that I had there were just, they're amazing. Most of them are now Division One uh, coaches right now in, in uh, college football. So sitting there to sit there and have them at junior college and see them transition, you know, made me feel like, hey, you know what, this is special. You yeah. know, so I went from junior college in Los Angeles and then I ended up getting a full scholarship to Nebraska. University of Nebraska in Omaha, which is a, D a Division II transitioning to a Division One at the time. Mm -hmm. And then again, there, my very first practice when I showed up, going from California to Nebraska, 
um, there were 16 NFL scouts there. So right away, you kind of sat there and you knew, oh, wow, this is no mess around over here. Mm-hmm. You know, it was big time. Yeah. You know, I mean, seeing the scouts out there from all different teams from the NFL just kind of sat there and you were like, it pushed you, it pushed you to a different level, you know, and made you understand, hey, you know what? If this is truly something you want to do, you got to sit there and you got to grind for this. You know, you got to yeah. really sit there and and work hard because if not, then there's someone else, you know, that's working 10 times harder than you. So, yeah, yeah you know, I, I really just sat there and just kind of pushed myself and trying to sit there and transition, you know, with the guys that had been there already at the level and and try to step up my game as far as, you know, being out there, you know. So that was kind of, you know, transition of I would say, hey, this is the big time, and you know what? This is something I want to do for the rest of my life. So I want to ask you a question because, you know, people always I they know the the Division One schools, the the so called big time schools, and um, we we know the talent that's out there, but it hasn't been. It's been I guess last ten years, I would say fifteen years, that people are starting to recognize these other schools. Uh, you know that they were the FCS, the Division One AA, or whatever yeah. they call it. Uh, even guys that have played in Division Two and stuff, uh, they're getting a lot more recognition nowadays because of the success of you know guys that you know that didn't play at these big time programs. They get their opportunity to play uh, in the NFL either through uh, free agency or like um, just get, getting invited to a mini camp. And then you find out, like, oh, they they didn't go to like uh, one of those those, those blue bloods, or, yeah, you know? They Oregon's didn't go to those one of those, yeah. But but I want you to talk about just the talent that's actually out there when it comes to college football in general. Like like I said, Division One is one thing, but there's a lot of guys for whatever reason they fall through the cracks and they end up at these these junior colleges or these Division Two schools. Uh, I think Netflix has really done a good job of exposing the talent that's out there with uh i can't think of their program at this moment it's like last chance you or something oh, yeah. like that it's the, from uh, mississippi um, yeah um eastern mississippi i think uh, yeah college you know yeah you know um i think you you sat there and you touched base on it there's so much talent all lo- across the board you know i mean you never know some of these kids you know they might have been at d1 you know like you said you on the netflix show you see it all the time they got into some trouble you know little things like that or some maybe just came from a, a point where they really didn't have a chance but now they sit there play uh play for those junior college and sit there and get a chance you know show their talent and stuff like that so um a big guy that's always talked about right now and uh in the news and everything Deion sanders look at the programs that he got he went from you know mm-hmm. he went from turning that all-black school, you know, sitting there and, and making that little low school into a national championship school. Yeah. And now, look at him. Now he's transitioned over to Division One at Colorado. Yeah. You know, so that just goes to show you that, you know, anything's possible and that there is talent out there. It's just a matter of, I guess, putting the you know, the pieces okay. together, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. know, you got to sit there and it, football's like chess, you know. You're going to get your players – and you got to sit there and put them in the best position to make yourself and your program win and be mm-hmm. successful, you know. And that yeah. just comes down to you being knowledgeable in football and just knowing exactly what you're doing out there, you know. So I think it's all, you know, plays hand in hand, you know, with getting that talent and sitting there and exposing it and putting them in the best position for you and your program to win. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. After your college career, obviously, you only get a certain number of years to play uh, <laughs> allegiantly and then – 
after that, what was it? Uh, did you take some time off away from the game, try to do something else, or did you jump right into, you know, finding a, a professional squad out there? Yeah, so right after Nebraska, I actually um, was um, near uh, Oklahoma at, a, at the time uh, with one of our good buddies, Nate Jackson, and he was coaching at a school out there, and he was like, hey, there's a semi-professional team out here. You should come try out. They're going to have an open tryout out there. So I went down to the open tryout and, you know, uh, put on a showcase, you know, for the team pretty much. And they were like, hey, you know, we're a traveling semi-professional team. And what we do is we sit there and we travel all over the United States and we play different teams, you know, in a semi-professional league. And it's called the GDFL. And so that's exactly what I did right after I played college ball. Um, NFL, I had a chance to try to make it, but, you know, things didn't work out. I just sat there and I was like, you know what, this isn't my thing. So did the semi-professional thing, traveled all over the United States. And then next thing you know it, um, one of my buddies on the team was like, hey, you can actually get paid to play over in Europe right now. And I was just like, really? And he's like, yeah, the cool thing about it is they pay for everything over there. So what I did is I had a really awesome season and, and semi-professional. Then I sat there and I made a highlight tape put myself onto this free agency website and then next thing you know it I would say two days into my own uh into me, uh, myself making a profile I sat there and I had uh, probably about 25 offers from European teams saying hey can you come sit there and play quarterback for me so right. you know uh I sat there and my mom I talked to her and my dad said hey you know I have an opportunity to go play some professional football overseas yeah you know w what do you think you know um because i was really hesitant at the time i was kind of scared yeah. and nervous you know i really didn't know anything about europe at the did time did you think so. it was a scam yeah i thought it was a scam <laughs> at first and you know hearing about hostels and yeah, european yeah. you know that kind of thing you know <laughs> yeah, yeah you know what i'm saying you, know, you never know what you're getting you know it's yeah. a roll of the dice you know yeah. so I, yeah. I i went with it you know my mom was like hey this is an opportunity you get to go see the world on someone else's ticket you know yeah. so why not joseph you know sit there and go do it you know so yeah, I sat there in uh, one of the France teams at the time, because that was actually one of the first uh, European uh, um, countries I went to. Okay. Uh, they just won the championship there, so they reached out to me, and they are like, hey, you know, we would we really like your tape and everything. Is it okay if you come out here? So literally, I was in Oklahoma at the time, and they were like, we want you here in three weeks. Mm. But the thing about it is I had to have a passport at the time. Well, mm. I didn't have my passport at yeah. the time, so I had to sit there and expedite it as quick as I can in two weeks get from Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma, move back to El Paso within that two weeks, you know, so pretty much changed my whole life, you know. By the time I sat there, got to El Paso, uh, it was probably like 12 or 1 o'clock at night, threw all my college stuff at my parents, said, here, um, hold on to this stuff for me. Um, I'm going to go play some European football. And they're yeah. like, what? And I was like, yeah, and I'm leaving at 6 o'clock in the morning. So we got an early flight in the morning. We got to wow. be up like in the next <laughs> two, three hours. That's so. crazy. I could hear that. Yeah. Like, Matt Gummett. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, he, he was pretty upset. You know, he was expecting me to do dog shit detail on Sundays with him. You know, but <laughs> <laughs> I told him, no, I'm going to France instead. You know, I'm going to go over there, you know. So, yeah. but yeah, you know, I, I sat there and I rolled the dice and I, I, I went out to France and I played at some France ball out there and it, it was quite interesting. You yeah. know, um, when you talk about professional over in Europe, I want to say it's about, it's not the NFL, you know, it's nowhere nearly as talented as that. But I would say you're getting around Division Two, Division One college talent out there, you know. Oh, so okay. you're playing around that type of talent and That's that type cool. of, you know, competition, you know. So it's pretty interesting, you know. It's it's different. Uh, the language barrier is a little bit different yeah. out there as well, too, you know. Um, you're like 
<laughs> off sides calls and you're like, I said on two. And yeah, they're like, yeah. We oui, we. Oui. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're like, calm down, dude. We'll just get some wine afterwards, you know, some crackers and, and cheese, you know. So. How's the fan base? Uh, the fan base is great. Uh, you know, out in France, it was kind of, uh, I would say it was a bit mild. You know, the France at the time, you got to remember, this was back in uh, 2012, I believe, I went out there. So, football in Europe at the time was kind of picking up. It wasn't as, as you know, exciting as it is now, but it was, it was mild, I would say, in France. But, after france i ended up transitioning over to germany now germany oh my goodness man they they got some fan base out there and not mm. only that they're like soccer hooligans i mean they're just <laughs> oh wow they're coming out they're drunk they've already been there probably about three hours before <laughs> the game they probably drank about all the freaking beer that you could pick up at circle k that you have over there oh they germany. have a circle k yeah kind of like oh, that over okay, there i wouldn't okay. call it circle k but it's kind of like that you know just to give you a, a gif of what it's like you know so and yeah. you got about a couple thousand germans just yelling at you in german and you're like oh my goodness are they mad at you but they actually once they start yelling your name and chanting joey yeah. joe you're like okay yeah, okay i know that yeah, they're on my <laughs> side then you know so but no it, it was a great experience you know uh, the german fan base was just unreal you know and and of course, you know, I don't know if you guys saw NFL was just there recently yeah. over in Munich. And I yeah. mean, they they just went crazy yeah. over there, you know. So yeah. Do they tailgate there? They tailgate over yeah? there. It's, nice. it, like I said, they get crazy, Hell I would yeah. say. And they're probably already drinking from the night before, you know. <laughs> so they're probably like drunk, had about two hours of sleep and then ready to go again, you know. So. <laughs> That's wild, man. Yeah. So. yeah they, they got a great fan base. though. How, how long were you in Germany? Um, I was actually playing nine years over there. Oh, wow. Nine years. Yeah. So during the you had pandemic. your citizenship and everything. Exactly. Yeah. I did. Actually, I actually got my citizenship out there. Yeah. You know, actually ended up working for a private security company and uh, was watching a lot of the trains out there and uh, doing a lot of private events and stuff, you know. So it, it was interesting. I had a, had a good yeah. time out there, you know. So, and I live all over Germany. I mean, from the north, south, east, and west. I, I like you said, you love history. Oh, man, you got to go out to Europe, you know. There's a lot of history and a lot of things you can see, see and do out there. So, yeah. I was going to ask you on, on your downtime when you're over there in Germany, like you obviously have your season. Do you come back to the States during the off season or you just stay over there? Uh, you, you're talking about how you love Germany. What would you do on your downtime when you weren't playing football? So uh, for the nine years when I was over there, I would say for the first five years, um, I was working out there. I had a job out there, like I said, working for a private security company. So I didn't get a chance to really come back, you know. So I made it a year-round thing. Mm. I ended up staying with some programs out there. Or if not, the teams reached out to me and were like, hey, um, we saw you're still out here in Europe. You know, we'll get you a job out here and that will get you your citizenship. Mm. You know, do you mind staying out here and working with us all year-round? So that's what ended up making me stay out there because I would sit there and, and end, up, end up working for a, a, a team or if not, they would uh, private, you know, hire me as like, like I said, doing some, some type of security job or something that I could sit there and, you know, get hired for as being an American because you got to remember that too. The, I didn't really know German at the time. You know, I speak it a little bit now, but you know, at the time it was kind of hard to have a language barrier between, you know, communicating yeah. between the people there and then, you know, as a regular job, you know, so. But there was uh, times where my mom sat there and was like, you know what, Joseph, I haven't seen you. You know, you need to get home, you know. So I also transitioned home and would come home and work out and uh, pretty much sit there and work out on my private time. And then if I could sit there and grab some of the old guys, you know, from football, sit there and go throw at Franklin, you know, and mm -hmm. just try to stay in shape during the time as, as much as I can and, and as best I can. So, yeah, that's great. That's yeah. that's a cool story, man. Yeah. So you speak German now? I speak Deutsch, yeah. Uh, but oh. that's a sehar, uh, sehar language. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> do do I you ever, like, yell at your 
your oh. kids now in, in German, and you're just like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. They're like, is you he know. pissed or is he saying good? <laughs> yeah, no, he he gets every cuss word in the book in German now. You know, it's unfortunate, but yeah, uh, we uh, <laughs> we have a ten o'clock uh, uh, nighttime uh, time where we sit there and we you know we try to talk just German to them, you know, so to try to keep them, you know, because Mama is German, you know, so we try to sit there and. And keep that tradition of knowing both languages around, you know. So, well, actually, he's got to know well, three, Spanish, though. Spanish, yeah. Yeah, you know, I was going to say that. He's got to know Spanish, you know, German, you know, English. Paso, you got to go. Yeah. And actually, his mom is actually Turkish as well, too. So, oh, actually, wow. four. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's, that's cool. He's pretty that's, mixed. He's, that's he's really cool. Mutt, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, what, what were some of the – did you just play with one team there in Germany or did you have multiple teams that you, you played and what leagues did you play in? Yeah, so um, pretty much how they did it over there, it's kind of like soccer. They have a, a third division, a second division, and then a first division out there. Okay. And I bounced around from the third division all the way up to the first division. Um, yeah, I played for, I would say, six different uh, teams actually, as a matter of fact. you know. So um, I would do one, good for one season and then they were like, hey – we're going to offer you a better contract if you want to come over here. Then it was like in a different part of Germany. So I was like, uh, you know what? Sorry, I'm going to move over here, you know, because yeah. I mean, if you just got to look out also for the best interest for yourself at the time. You yeah. Know? So and that's what I did. You know, I just, you know, I had the opportunity. I made a name for myself out there. Teams were wanting me. So I just bounced around and I just like you said, I got to see the world on someone else's yeah. ticket and travel and and on my downtime, I, I just did as much as I could when, when I could, you know, so. What would you say the you kind of compared the talent level to being uh, D2, D1 talent out there in, in Europe? But I guess where would you say the, the game is now from when you first started in Europe to today? Oof. Okay, so it's made a big jump, actually. I would say it was probably about the fifth or sixth sport out there, you know, ranked as far as behind soccer and all these other sports. And I think it was about either last year or two years ago, it has now jumped to the number two spot behind soccer. Oh, wow. So, I mean, football. Even, even over basketball? Even over basketball. Well, wow. that's why the NFL so, starting to. That's yeah, why yeah. yeah. they're transitioning over there. Exactly, you know. So, I mean, I don't know if you saw uh, just recently they had a, well, they're going to have a game in Frankfurt, uh, uh, a mine. And that's one of the teams I was also playing for. They sold out their tickets in five minutes. Wow. wow. You know, so that, that just gives you a gif of, I mean, how big yeah, this, yeah. It's, it's growing over there. You know, like I said, it's made the jump from my number five or six spots to number two. So at the time, like I said, when I was first going out there, it wasn't, it, I mean, it was big, but it wasn't as yeah. big as it is now, you know. And they actually have a super league now, which is really cool. It's called the European League of Football. And if you guys ever get a chance, look it up on YouTube. And they're actually playing right now. I, I would say they're about halfway through the season. And it's a really awesome league, you know. I mean, if guys were at NFL for maybe two or three years and didn't make it and got cut, or guys at the Canadian Football League or now the USFL or XFL, a lot of these guys are sitting there and transitioning over to Europe, mm. staying in shape over there, playing in their off-season time, and then coming back. Or Some of these guys are even in Europe, not even having a chance in the XFL, USFL, and now they're getting a chance, you mm. know, because this league has sat there and brought so much talent yeah. You know, to sit there and second showcase look. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, we all get a second chance, you know. So I think it's, you know, some guys get put in a position where, yeah, they were talented. They got picked up, but it wasn't the best, you know, choice or the option for them, you know, or in their or best fit or position for them. So, yeah, of course, things happen for a reason. You just kind of like me, you get pushed off, you get moved on. And, 
you know, a lot of these guys are getting a second chance, like you just said, you know, and it, I think it's interesting and neat, and, and it keeps the game growing, like you said, you know, so, yeah. yeah. I, I kind of feel right now, um, I mean, when we were growing up, we grew up in the 90s and stuff, and it was, you know, MLB, NBA, NFL, and we were, I guess we were so close-minded, we're like, oh, uh, like, even in the NBA, they say when you win the championship, it's world champions. Yeah. But the reality is, like, yeah. they're not world champions, they're like, you win the NBA, you won the U.S.'s, US, yeah. you know, <laughs> championship. Um, and But it seems like now, in 2023, all the leagues are fighting to have that international presence. Oh, yeah. You know, you have the NBA that's literally played all around the world. You have, of course, you have soccer that's played all around the world. That's the number one sport. But then NFL is now doing it. They're, like, like you talk about, um, they've... They've had games in London. They've had them in Germany, like all over Europe, mm -hmm. right? They even, for a time period, they had the NFL Europe trying to like, kind of like filter talent, oh, you yeah. know, over. And then now you see MLB is having games over there in England as well. Yeah. So it's like, if you're going to make it as an organization, it's important for you to be an international league now. Yeah. You know, I, I think with the presence of soccer, it's shown us like, you know, the champions league, the, you know, these guys, you can play all over the world and that's, what's going to make your league the dominant league. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's, well, even look at, uh, I don't know. Cause I follow it as well right now. Flag football. It's going on right now here in the United States. That being there, I think there's like nine to 10 different countries right now in the United States competing for flag football as well too, mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, even that sport, you know, like you said, it's taking yeah. off internationally, you know, more, more and more countries. And I think more kids and more communities are getting involved in football. You know, I mean, you have your your haters and your naysayers about football nowadays, but I think it is getting a little more safer compared to the time that we were growing up. You oh, know, yeah, I sure. mean, <laughs> yeah, I probably have CTE for sure. You know what I'm saying? But we used to know, so. call it like getting your bell rung yeah, and now yeah. it's like. No, yeah. you had a concussion. Yeah. 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 yeah you, you really yeah, do, right. you know, and, and that's another thing too. You know, I think the safety protocol and the things that we do to sit there and, and make the game a little more safer these days, you know, or rules and regulations and things like that, you know, it helps, you know, and, and it brings awareness to the kids, you know, and not only that, you want to make sure that you're, you know, you, yeah, these you, kids are living a long life. Too, you, you, you have know, a life so. beyond yeah. exactly, you know, well, like it, it's funny, like even in hockey back in the day, they had freaking goaltenders that had the jason mask on you know yeah. they had they, the guys weren't even wearing helmets yeah. and they're all skating around yeah. and getting hit in the face with a puck and stuff like that <laughs> over time things yeah. evolve and it's yeah. like we need better equipment and like i think that's where we're at right now oh, yeah yeah i mean yeah, i got kids right now that are, are in high school as i got a sophomore kid right now doing like 255 on squat right now you know i mean and i have another one that's almost close to 305 you know so i mean and these are high school kids and i was yeah. like wow these are numbers that i was kind of putting up in college days you know what i'm saying so bigger stronger and faster like they've been saying you know yeah. it's it, it is true you know i mean just you got to sit there and just make the kids and i guess just a little more aware of hey you know this this can have an impact on your life if you know if you don't take it too serious you know yeah. so yeah um one of the one of the programs that you played with uh, I think it was in Germany uh, a few years ago. Odell Beckham actually went down. Yeah, yeah, the Munich and, Cowboys, and, yeah. And he did, like, his thing over there, like, kind of training. I'm assuming training with the players and everything. And it was, like, this little showcase. And it was really interesting. 
Uh, did you get a chance to see that in person or? Yeah, yeah. So I was behind the scenes with that. You know, um, he actually had one of his best friends from high school playing over there with us. So he was one of the receivers. So that's why Odell was out there, you know, visiting. And like you said, you know, just bringing that type of impact, the guy that's been there at the top of the level, you know, and coming to show these kids, hey, you know, if you sit there and you, you grind and you work hard, you know, this is possible as yeah. well, too. You know what I'm saying? So because I think even his, his friend got a chance back at the USFL or yeah, I think it was either there or connect, uh, Canada as mm -hmm. well, too. You know, so like you said, you know, second chances are all over. You know, you just you just got to take the opportunities that you get, you know. So it was pretty neat, though, you know, to sit yeah. there and see him. And, you know, the cool thing about him as well, too, is. He was giving back to the kids. He took the time to sit there and give back to the kids. And he sat there and he went out to the community. And guy, I mean, the community got pretty crazy about everything, you know, seeing yeah. an NFL star there, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it was really interesting and neat though. You've had a like a tremendous journey from from high school, college, professional. Is it is it a journey that you would recommend? Because I mean, it seemed like at times like you know, doing the semi-pro thing and then traveling to Germany. It wasn't, I, I don't want to speak for you, but. Did you question there, yourself? There were, were there any times oh, the when time. you had to overcome adversity and would you do it all over again? Like, what is it? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, the adversity, you know, I think that was every day knocking at my door, especially being over there away from family, you know, away from home, um, sitting there just, you know, thinking, hey, did I did I make the right choice? Did I, did I go down the right road, you know? Did I sit there and, and do the right thing, you know? And, I mean, of course, we all have that dream and that, oh, NFL, I want to play there. I want to make money. I want to have that 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 shine, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But it just wasn't, in, it wasn't my story. It wasn't written for me, you know? But, you know what, European and playing ball and, and like you said, traveling the world and having the experiences that I have and seeing things that I saw in my eyes, I'll take that over the NFL any day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and then not only that, it, it <laughs> I'm going to sit there and talk about it, but it brought me the best thing in my life. It brought me my wife, you yeah. know, that, that, that woman put me through, you know, or I, I say put me through. She, she raised me up when I sat there and I was probably at the lowest of my life. And not only that, she brought me my two kids now in my life and, and really made me sit there and become to the man that I am today. So I'm very thankful for that, yeah. you know, so. Would, would yeah. you recommend a journey? Maybe there's some, you know, El Paso talent there uh, out there right now that, you know, they've gone the Juco route. They've gone the, you know, Division two route and they're they love the they love the game. They don't want to give it up. They 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 still want to play. Is that a route that you would potentially recommend for them? Like, hey, if you love the game so much, like maybe Europe's an option for you guys. Um, is that something you would recommend? I for? would definitely recommend it. Like I said, you know, uh, guys over there in this new league, European League of Football, or if not the German Football League, um, all different types of countries now have their leagues. These guys are now getting a second chance, you know, because they're getting chances to have more film. They're staying in shape. They're staying active. And then all of a sudden, it just takes one one coach to sit there and see, oh, wow, look at this guy. You know, he's yeah. actually – he might have it. He just, you know, like I said, he didn't get a chance, you know. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely sit there. If you're still looking to have an opportunity, um, European League of Football, German F uh, Football League, or if not, the website that I used was the europeplayers.com. Europe so it's E-U-R-O and then players.com. And that's a free agent website. And you guys could always sit there and get on that. And, you know, uh, they're going to sit there and ask you for your highlight tape, all your, your height, your measurements and all that type of stuff, you know, 
uh, if you have it, I would recommend put it on there and make a profile yourself and yeah, you know, reach out, you know, so it's, that's crazy that yeah. you say that. Cause that's kind of like how high schoolers are right now with like huddle and everything, yeah. like mm-hmm. trying to get recruited by a lot of these programs. Um, you know, that, that want to, you know, play after high school it, oh, yeah. it, and, and you're kind of saying like, well, there's another one when it comes to professional. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's, there's many opportunities and, you know, I think the thing about El Paso too is a lot of us don't hear about these opportunities yeah. or if not, not even told or, you know, or even brought knowledge to, Hey, you know, there is, you know, life beyond, you know, like you said, NFL and everything, you know, yeah. so I think it's just a matter of just having the knowledge of knowing, Hey, you know, there's, there's other doors and opportunities for kids, you know, so that's awesome. Yeah. I, and I would say some of those guys probably have more heart than anybody because they've had the door slammed on them so many times exactly. yet. They still, oh, yeah. you know, it's like now, now you got me interested. I'm like, hmm, I want, Check out some yeah, football, see man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this: Anthony is the guy that watches NFL Network year round. Yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah. year I don't round. Watch anything else? Like this guy. Awesome. You ask him about baseball, basketball. He has no clue. No clue. He was he was naming. We had a segment <laughs> last time. Uh, name like five baseball players. He was like Mark McGuire. <laughs> Babe, all the guys that were retired. Mark McGuire, <laughs> no, Babe, no Babe Roof. <laughs> like, and he said Roof. He didn't say Roof. He said Babe Roof. 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 Yeah. And, roof. and then he said, and then he started naming guys from the Sandlot. Twins <laughs> yeah. and stuff yeah, yeah. like that. So, Danny the Jet. I mean, yeah. So hey, heroes are, are <laughs> heroes are yeah. remembered, but legends never die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. we go. I think they just recently celebrated their 25th yeah. anniversary. Yeah, we're oh, old, man. That was a, that was a movie. <laughs> that was probably the greatest movie ever. I don't know. So, so we've gone over your like your journey, yeah. but now where you're at is this the beginning of something great? In the, your opinion, as far as coaching and everything, yeah. And, yeah. and being a head coach, you know, I, I actually, Peter, you know what? I've been knocking on the door if, as far as being a head coach since I think it was about 2016. You know, I've, I've had my my foot in the door with it, being assistant coaches, you know, graduate assistant, all that type of stuff, but. Now being able to sit there and have a stamp and, and, and being known as the face of the program and everything, I think that's special and it's something that I've always wanted to do in my life. So having this opportunity and finally getting it, you know, I think it's, it's, <laughs> it's go time for me. You know, yeah. I really want to showcase that uh, I know what I'm doing. I could sit there and as you, as you guys know, you know, Chaparral, we haven't won a game in four years. And if you look at point differential, yeah. I think we were at 5,000 to 88 points as far as the wow. point differential. So, so going into yeah. a program like that, and, and you have talent. Because, like I said, I, I oh, coach yeah. middle school, and I, I've always told Abel, like, some of these kids that we play against, they're scrappy. Oh, yeah. And they're, so how do you go about molding them into that next level? Because, obviously, there's a jump from middle school to high school. Yeah. But when you're molding them into – a high school competitive player like you just gotta what clean the slate or how, how do yeah, you go that's about it? it you know just clean slate out there you know um i mean obviously like anything else you got some bad habits that you got to sit there and break you know and, sh- and show these kids you know some discipline and little things like that but i think that's the special part about it is starting from ground from ground zero and just showing the kids that everything that you learn from as far as all these coaches and people that have had an impact on your life and sit in there and having your way picking out the good things from everything that you've learned and sitting there and putting it in your way your style and you know like i said just sitting there and and rolling the dice and showing and making people believe into everything that you're you're doing out there so what what's your first home game 
um, August 8th, or no, August, I believe it's 22nd, is going to be against, um, oh gosh, I should know. Dude, that's schedule. a bad question, Peter. Know, Let me right? tell you why. <laughs> why. You never look ahead. You always look at that first uh, game. Oh. Actually look real well, quick. I'm saying Let first home see. game, we should head yeah. off to the yeah, stadium. Yeah. Oh, right? no, the, the that's what first, I was getting first at. First home game, yeah, definitely. It is going to be August 25th uh, against Fabens. Fabens. So, yeah, we mm. got a, a Texas team, you know, so yeah. that's, it's, it's, yeah, we got our hands full. Yeah, we we got to get out there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to. I'm going to try to travel out there. Uh, Peter and I. I actually live right there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Peter lives out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> where, where the hills have eyes and everything. I'm going to tell you what game you guys got to come to because it's always interesting. It's a, it's a fun game, and it's been a tradition out there for Gadsden and everything. It's called the, the Gap. Gap. The Battle of the Gap between okay. Gatson High School and then Chaparral. You so know are right? they playing so, at Chaparral this year? Yeah, or? this year it's actually going to be over here at our high school, you know, so we're going to be home this year. So we're looking yeah. forward to that, you know. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. And then the exciting thing, too, about this program, um, these kids haven't had new uniforms in about 10 years. I saw you. you wow. so, your, did you your program. Them? So, yeah. So me and John, we sat there and we I got with John. He's from El Paso, JL Sports. So shout out to John. Thank you so much. Um he sat there and we designed uh, four sets for these kids, you know. So I mean, yeah. it was like Christmas for these kids out there, you awesome. know. So, dude, you I, know, just little things like that that I'm just trying to sit shit. there and you know, just yeah. do little things. You know, yeah. we're gonna baby crawl, but I think it's gonna be good for these nah, kids. You no, know, so. oh, man, and then that just does so much yes. for the confidence, confidence yeah. of yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, if you get out there, like, like it, it kind of brings me back to my Sun Devil days. Yeah, like absolutely. when we would when we would go, we would practice. All year, like, uh, like the beginning of the, of like when your dad would host practice, like the what first three weeks, four weeks, and then we had our first game. There was a time period when, I mean, our our helmets are just banged up, banged up, and then your dad would get that <laughs> fresh coat of paint, oh, and then yeah. he had a day, he had a day at his business that he would paint every Everything. single helmet, oh, yeah. and. When you got that helmet, <laughs> fresh black paint with the red face mask, <laughs> it was like, no, it made yeah, you it was feel really intimidating. Yeah, oh, yeah. it oh, yeah. made oh, yeah. you feel like a professional, like, damn. Like, you would yeah. get that first scratch in it. You're yeah. like, yeah, oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Like, dude, there's <laughs> nothing better. If, like, looking good is one thing. It's going to it's gonna propel you to do bigger and better Look things. Look good, feel good, play good. Right? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. man. Yeah, no, you know. And that, and that was something that I, I, that I told the kids, you know, I, I wanted to go that extra mile for these kids, you know what I'm saying? Because if they see that, you know what, hey, this coach actually likes us, he's, he believes in us, he's going to give us a chance. I think that's going to go a long way, you know, yeah. as far as how these kids play for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they're so. going to give it their all to you. I think so, you, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. Well, and I got a great, a, a great group of kids that I think they want to win now. You know, yeah. I think they're tired of having that, that uh, image of, hey, you know what, we're the homecoming team. You know, and that's what yeah. I told them. I said, you know what? We're, we're not going to be the homecoming team anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to sit there. and we're gonna, I think we're going to surprise some teams this year. So, yeah, we're, nah. we're looking forward to Hell it. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. that That's awesome. And, and like, you know, the cool thing about it, too, is our school colors are actually black, gray, and white. So, you know, okay. that all black is, is, yeah. is what we're bringing out there. Nice. So, it's really intimidating, you know. So I got to ask you, yeah. is there going to be a blackout? Oh yeah. On any of those games. We got two two uniforms that are blackout, you know. So yeah. I mean, oh yeah. A blackout got, game. Yeah, we gotta go to a blackout game for sure, Wait, definitely. If you send it you to know. us, we'll we'll Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. That'd be a good we'll, actually, we'll we'll try to maybe do it against the gap, you know, so that way it could be kinda cool, you know, be interesting oh. to see. So yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, Peter and I we've had like good opportunities to cover yeah. high school football and it's seriously it's one of the best things you can cover. Uh 
it, it's just like you have players that really love the game. Oh, yeah. You know? And when you go out to, like, I've gone to Franklin quite a few times, and those games are just so fun, man. Yeah. Just so but fun. Hearing that student section, that band, you know, there's yeah. nothing like it, right? You know. But so. but the <laughs> one thing I'm gonna say is, I think and like and I and I told Peter this, when I when you let everyone know that you were now the head coach, I told Peter, dude, I want to go, I want to go, because yeah. like I I follow like. I have my Max Preps app and everything, and I'm always following programs. But when you announced that you were the head coach, I looked at that record. I looked at the previous years, and I was like, "Yeah, he came to me right away." I was he like, "Dude, it's this be work." Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. "I was like, this is a challenge for him." Oh yeah. But um, call me a sentimental, call me a softy or whatever, and I kind of got choked up. I was like, "I want to go to the first game, like that home game." I mean, obviously, I'm not going to be able to travel with you guys and everything, but I want to go to that first home game, and I want to see a W. Like, I want to oh, see because yeah. I'm sure, like, you're going to have those guys ready to go. Oh, yeah, and, definitely. And I can't wait to, like, be there officially, like, on the sideline. And, then, like, I want to be able to, like, interview you after the game. And, like, like I'm telling you, I get, I get sentimental, and it's because – like I I love what I do when I cover sports, but like this one would be extra special, man. Oh yeah, especially since we grew up and we know each other. You yeah, it would be really special, you know. And I think these kids, you know, I think that's something that I sit there and I try to tell them every day. You know, all the hard work, everything that I'm sitting there, I'm doing. Yeah, it's tough. I know you guys don't like it, but I think you know it's at the end of the day, it's gonna pay off. Once you guys sit there and you guys get that feeling of winning. You know, then the sky's the limit for these kids, yeah. you know, so and, I, and that's one of the things that I'm always trying to preach to them, you know, like just sit there and work hard, you know, because I, I, I'm a firm believer. Hard work beats talent, you know, yeah. so and, and that's oh, yeah. what I'm trying to sit there and make sure these kids understand it. You know, all the hard work we're doing is going to sit there and beat all these talented teams that they got and no matter what, you know, and as long as they fight for four quarters. You know, at the end of the day, I could sit there and put a smile on my face and know, hey, you guys gave it all you got. I'm happy to be your coach and, and know that that's what that's what it is, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like even for me, like I, your dad would scare me sometimes. <laughs> I mean, like I who did it? You scare right? I, I know, but it you know, it's some you need that. You need yeah. that push. You need that. Uh, you know, somebody to to, to get in your face and tell yeah. you, you know, you can do this. Yeah, you, you got to push through it. You know, yeah. and that's that's awesome, man. Yeah, I I think there's a there's a mentality that you have to have. Um, because l- let's be honest, your dad's not the biggest guy. However, we look at him like he's a giant. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He talks like one. I think that's yeah. what it is. And, you know, so. <laughs> and, but I think that's something that you have to instill in with your kids nowadays is, like, like you said, this, this program hasn't won in four years. And it's not like I, I saw this movie the other day. It's uh, kind of one of those Disney corny movies. But it's actually a really good movie. Is that Mar- McFarlane USA. Okay. And uh, if you haven't seen it, I would recommend you watch it. You being a coach and everything, but it's from a it's a it's a town that these kids they're always getting like dirt thrown in their face, you know, and they end up having a cross country team and everything, and they they excel and they end up winning the state championship and stuff like that. And there's this one kid that's like. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the, the dog. dog. Oh, yeah. And, like, I think that is something that your dad has always instilled in every single one of his mm. players. 
because going back to, to those days, we weren't the biggest, we weren't the baddest, we weren't the fastest, but like it was all heart. Yeah. It was all heart that he, like, I have a nickname for a reason. It's, it's Jalapeno. Jalapeno. <laughs> and your dad gave me that. Yeah. Like, and I, dude, I was, I wasn't fast. I wasn't strong, but it was just like going out there and just, I, I would try my hardest. Yeah. Like, and I think there's something to say, like when, when someone has heart, man, that like you can do whatever. I, I think he instilled in a lot of us the fact that no matter what you do in your life, cause I mean, look at us all now, you know, just do it and do it at your best. Yeah. You know, I mean, don't give up, you know, no matter what it is. And I think that's one thing he always told me, like Joseph, if you're going to be a coach and you want to be a head coach, then go out and be the best head coach. Give these kids an opportunity and a chance. You yeah. know, do the things that you've sat there and you've, you've learned. Take that in and sit there and give back to these kids now, you know. So yeah. that's one thing that I'm always sitting there and I'm always, like my dad, you know, always taught me, you know, just just give back, you know. And that will be your reward at the end of the day, you know. Yeah. So. I've always thought about that we should do some kind of, like, reunion. Like, anybody that's ever played for the organization, we should have, like, some kind of. Where everyone's, yeah. at. everyone's at, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, what? I mean, that'd be a big venue. <laughs> yeah, it would, it would, I was about to say, we better get a football field. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll not gonna fit here, right? <laughs> we'll all be there for the blackout now. Yeah, yeah we'll right. be there in right. Chaparral. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, man. So, this uh, this was great, man. Yeah, this was awesome. Absolutely. Uh, I really enjoyed this interview. Um, you a few months ago, Peter was coaching and he gave us a little. <laughs> a little pep talk yeah all right i'm not gonna i'm not gonna ask for your pep talk you yeah. save those for the for the I, game I day got it. <laughs> all right but i want you grade peter on nah. his pep talk yeah i'll give you the pep talk no, 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 no. hold on hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, we're down by one no, no, no. Right. <laughs> I, I want you i want you to grade peter nah, nah, nah no. come on peter it's i'm not in the moment, man. Yeah, he was over there screaming, damn it, Ray Finkel. God damn it, Ray Finkel. <laughs> nah, but. Laces out. Laces out. Joey owns me right now. He, yeah. he leads the series 1-0. One, one hey. <laughs> so if I ever become a head coach somewhere. <laughs> you're going to be like, well, you're going to keep scoring. It doesn't matter there. where. I'll, I'll, we're scheduling that game. <laughs> I, I do have two positions open for anyone listening. Oh, so, oh. you know, All so, right. Yeah, you know. All right. Depends on your pep talk, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got your interview now, your Peter. Interview? Here we go. Yeah. So. That's, that's cool, man. Well, anyways, uh, guys, anything you want to add, Anthony? Man, I've, I've just um, – where can everybody find you? Like uh, social media or anything? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm on Facebook, actually. I do have a Twitter. I haven't really uh, updated Twitter too much, you know, but I am on Facebook as well, Joseph cool. Reyes, if you want to sit there and follow me. You know, like I said, I am under there. And uh, I do. Uh, I am gonna sit there and make a football page for uh, the Chaparral football team as well too. So once right. I get that linked up, I'll send it over to Abel, and I'll make sure you guys awesome. spread it around yeah, as well no, too. Yeah, definitely. And hey. I do have the schedule. We've been having a little bit of uh, schedule changes as well too, but it kind of got finalized. So what I'll do is I'll send it to you guys as well too, so that way you guys can have a, a copy sure, of man. that as well too. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, and like I said, you know, you guys are always more than welcome to come out there and support us and the kids. You know, we're. We would oh, yeah. love to sit there and have you guys, you know, so. And I'm sure they're going to be excited to, once I tell them about this, you know, podcast, they're going to sit there yeah, and jump no. on it, you know what I'm saying? So thank you guys very much. Yeah. I appreciate it, you know, so. For yeah. sure. Well, thank you for coming. Yeah. Peter. No, man. I, I mean, it was great to finally get you in. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could talk hours. Hours, of right. Football, yeah. sports, <laughs> just catching up on everything. But I, yeah. I, I'm glad you're doing well. Uh, I, 
I, I can't wait to go see you. Like, Abel and I, we've been making plans since we saw you first put out that first schedule. Yeah. So hopefully we could get out there, uh, just kind of give you and, and some of the kids out there some of that recognition that, that maybe they've been lacking. Yeah. And just just put a spotlight on, on the game and just uh, give them some of that confidence. That I, I know you're changing things too. Yeah. So, But, yeah, I'm just happy, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I appreciate it. You know, and like I said, you know, these kids are hardworking kids, so I think it will really have a big impact once you fill out those stands and yeah, they sure. get to see, like, hey, these there are actually some people are interested in yeah. watching us play, you know. Yeah. so For sure. Yeah. I was, I was going to ask you. Um, I, this was a question kind of slipped, but I'm going to ask you right now. Yeah. Um. What kind of advice did Coach Grijalva give you when you when you took this? Oh, man, you know, I actually reached out to him. You know, Coach Grijalva has always been the type of guy that sat there and told me, you know, just always do your best. Kind of like the same advice my dad always told me. Yeah. You know, take the same passion that I always had for the game and make sure that I, I let everyone know and, and let them see that, you know, hey, this guy is actually – not only a, a coach, you know, but he's at mentoring these kids and bringing that light to these kids and giving them an opportunity to hopefully grow in the game and sit there and maybe do something with it as well, yeah. too, you know, because you never know. I might have a, a diamond in the rough and one kid might make it, you know, and if he, one kid at least makes it out of all the kids I get, then I mean, you know, I, I might be doing something right, you know. So I think that's something that Coach Grijalva always sat there and instilled in me is just like I said, you just whatever you're doing, do it the best and give back to these kids and make them understand that, you know, there there's – there's an opportunity for everyone, you know, so, but nice. he, he, he's always been a great coach, all great mentor. I've always reached out to him. We're still in contact. You know, I've actually asked him to come out and make a game. He says he's going to try to make a game as well too. So just to even have that man and legend out there as well, you know, with my for old sure. man, you know, would be great, you know, so. Well, some <laughs> hall of famers there. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Even, even coach Henry, I'm trying to get coach Henry. And I don't know if you guys remember him. He was the very first Franklin head yeah. coach as well too. We still keep in contact with him. Me and my family as well too. He was a great man as well. So he's that's another cool. legend, you know. So <laughs> that's cool. Definitely. How many, how many tickets are you gonna give out, or gonna? How many people are you gonna have in attendance that first game? I I'm expecting at least a, over a thousand, two thousand people. I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping, you know, including and, that, and that's including just your family. Way. Hey, oh, family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope so. I hope I have that many cousins, hey, you know. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right, all right. No, this this was great, man. I really enjoyed it. Uh, we're going to have to do it again after you guys get that first W. Uh, we'll bring you back in studio. and I mean, like Peter said, we could chat for hours. Um, yeah, I know, definitely. You know, I appreciate the middle's open on this podcast. Thank you guys for having me so much. You know, it's been great. I've had a lot of fun talking football, you know, just chatting up with you guys. It's been awesome. Thank you guys. You know, great. So, All right, uh, guys. Well, with that said, this was the middle's open. Peace. Thank you, guys.